Welcome back to Blacker Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We're back to discuss another episode of House of the Dragon. Episode 8, The Lord of the Tides. Written by Aline Shim. Directed by Gita Vasant Patel. I enjoyed this episode. I gave it a 9 out of 10. I am still having some complaint with the show and their benevolence to the blacks versus the greens because as a book reader it seemed to be rather split down the middle Uh, there's plenty of other players going to be involved other than two women which is something i discussed in last week's episode that it doesn't need to be or the story isn't really portrayed just based on these two women and their ideas it's more like how they influence the the generation to come and how it continues to play out over the course of the dance of the dragon which i'm pleasantly surprised that we are going to seemingly get this season and i stated that i didn't think we were going to so i'm happy to note that they didn't wait to the penultimate episode or heaven forbid but not the worst thing the final episode for Viserys to die it definitely felt like he took his last breath and I have no doubt that the next episode is going to confirm that I like the way in which things play out in this episode and I particularly like how Viserys himself kind of retconned all of his all of his last dying wish with his dying words that is rather prophetic I congratulate Patty Constantine's performance I did make a comment because some and well not some a lot are saying and i respect if you believe that he gave an emmy nominated performance i still thought he looked like a cross between phantom of the opera and the crypt keeper But he was able to convey a lot of emotion through the the very horrendous state we found Viserys in. And I made that slight comment. Like, I, you know, I think that it was a good performance. I wouldn't say it's Emmy worthy. And <laughs> I was agreeing with the, the uh, I wouldn't say the podcaster, the YouTube creator that was going over the recap. And they shared that opinion. So I was like, oh, yeah, I can see that and the attacks that came man they were they're like how dare you see a man suffering so and think it's okay to make jokes i'm like cancel culture can honestly lick the balls i don't have but will grow just so they can be hairy and disgusting and presented to your face to lick 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 my balls <laughs> yeah i'm sorry there are things that i'm sure we can work on as a society to be better but some of y'all need to have some fucking seats on this pc you can't say this you can't say that type of shit it's a joke if it offends you to a fictional character that is in makeup i don't know 
what reality you're living in but you show sure shit ain't in mine and i'm not acknowledging you disagreeing with your opinion also is not cause for you to either convince me otherwise or shit all over me for having a different one the world will still spinning if you think he is oscar worthy and i do not i'm sure it's really 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 sad and it was sad to see someone we saw in their prime be reduced to the condition that they were reduced to that doesn't automatically mean that you did the most compelling job you've ever seen if that's your opinion that's your opinion but i personally don't share that opinion but i do think that patty constantly brought a lot to this role the character of Viserys unfortunately has a tragic story and it ends ultimately with him still unable to do the thing that would have probably saved a lot of what is to come next and as much as i hear the blame between Renera and allison between uh damon and otto very very little is said about viserys and his multiple opportunities to change the course of everyone's history by being decisive and to see that that indecision is ultimately what led to a misinterpretation that will now lead to a dance the dance of the dragons let the games begin wherever you listen to this podcast apple podbean stitcher amazon go down to the rating section drop some stars leave a review my social media will be there as well remember to like share and subscribe and if you want to send feedback on house of the dragon or any other show that we do blackercouch at gmail.com we begin six years later at driftmark and we find out that lord corliss valerian after the death of his son and his daughter decided to fuck off life and decide to go fighting in the stepstones and as a result of that fighting has been severely wounded he is on his way back to driftmark but it is being spread that he might not survive the journey due to this blood fever that has struck down men less of his age we hear from his brother Vaman. my baby Rainus is on the throne she speaks for her husband in his absence there's a new maester i don't recognize his name was it maester uh damn it that bothered me because i was like i haven't heard of him before but i don't feel like he is someone i've heard of in the book but they have a new maester and this maester is for driftmark and he's going to be the person that's attending the sea snake if he is in fact going to live past the journey which they don't know about yet we get our first look at Bela, who is a little bit more grown up. I would expect Bela and Reyna to look different based on their 
appearance in the book and we will talk more about that in the spoiler section she is there as ward to her grandmother they have been holding down the fort as stated Vayman hears the news and is not keen to have Lacerys uh, be the next Lord of the Tides not only because he's a child but because they're all aware of the fact that he is illegitimate this probably was something he and his brother discussed at one point in time and it's a con- point of contention between Rainus and her husband yet Rainus, as most women deferred in the matter no matter how they personally felt to uphold what their husbands have agreed to what represents their house and that is his decision to name Lucerus's heir so Driftmark is going to pass to him and she's not going to circumvent that despite him approaching her at the throne being like i don't need your permission to put forth my petition to be named the heir but i would like to have your help on this even though she says my cousin is going to cut your tongue out if you mention that that child is a bastard I will only say it in private company with my husband and making sure ain't no little fairies going around because you know this is my house. You know, I was recently watching a documentary on Queen Elizabeth, and it it surprised me to learn that despite the fact that her is it her sister or cousin i'm not sure mary queen of scots despite her being a catholic and despite the differences in political alliance it was more important for queen elizabeth to name lady catherine gray Uh, it was more preferable to name queen of scots her heir because it was closer to her bloodline than lady catherine despite them being both protestant so that was very surprising to me and it reminded me of renaris arenas rainies right rainies who stated last episode and i had alluded to that the sea snake was falling back on the patriarchy but it also could just be that he is correct in the sense of hey people don't remember your bloodline that's important to us but what people do remember is names and going back to that everyone remembers mary queen of scots as being someone that was not favorable (laughs) (laughs) uh to history so they remember her name but they don't remember her bloodline and how close she was to the throne and being named heir even by the queen herself who's sitting on the throne so i thought that was an interesting real life uh interpretation or or insight into rainies here who very much 
on a personal level is aligned with Vayman in the desire to keep the Valerian bloodline within the Valerian bloodline, but she will not she will not go against her husband's decree and what has already been agreed to even if it was never officially put out there not in writing or agreed to by the king it still was a decision her husband made and she will honor that and that's a lot that says a lot about the integrity of women even the ones that find themselves in a less powerful position that there is something to the idea of honoring and to our more modernized female mind that might be something to dismiss or find um unpalatable however it is something that bears weight for these women uh and i do when i say women i am referring to allison we'll talk about her a little bit later in this episode to tie in something else i've stated about what it means to to give to duty there's this negative in connotation around the word because of course duty means is or equated to suffering or to uh the thing in which you should fight against but duty in some mind's eyes is something that is an attestment to one's own morality and thus despite the recoiling effect of what that represents for how that woman is living her life they themselves do find a great deal of value in that and for rainy's a character that is far removed from the dance in my opinion you have a moment where she is also being politically advantageous that contradicts her own personal beliefs so she's more like her husband than even we or well more like her husband than we had previously seen because it felt like all the ambition was all on and that's the same thing that Vayman argues is you know all that's befallen Driftmark is due to some ambition of my brothers with the crown but quite frankly we have more uh that is is just as great to exploit than just the crown itself like you don't need to be powerful to be king we all know the president is considered the most powerful person in the country but is he is he really the king has also been historically and the most powerful man in the country and then as time went on it's not quite so much you still have a parliament that you now have to answer to so that uh level of the most powerful seat doesn't necessarily need to be the one that's in king's landing even though it's kind of is (laughs) but you can but because because i also felt like there was someone in game of th- in uh, uh the because you have the triarchy right 
there's other powers but there there's um i feel like even in in 174 years in game of thrones there was the bankers the people that you needed money from to go to war like though i would consider those to be the more powerful people they kind of feel like parliament because that's usually when parliament was ever called when i want when i need some money (laughs) i need your permission to do something oh okay well now you have to listen to our grievances and make concessions to your royal authority so this leads to the next the next hurdle that Renera and Damon need to overcome as they hear about Vaymon going to the king to petition to name him Lord of Driftmark. He is given this information by Bela. And while at first I was like, oh, this is a good strategic move to have a child in all of the places to get information, it turns out that Rainus requested for Bela to be her ward and I'm sure maybe that was a uh a reason possibly behind saying yes but it felt like this is something that is honored bestowed upon them bestowed there we go but he gets the message Damon that is after he has located another dragon egg he and Renera have three children we get our first glimpse of an older looking Jace who is practicing his high Valerian as his mother who is pregnant with their third child as mother listens on he's very hard on himself and you have to believe that he knows it's due to his birthright he's accepted that he is entitled to being the heir to the throne due down to his targaryen blood but he also has to feel insecure and like an imposter and that's going to push him even more to make sure that he is a person worthy of sitting on that throne i'm gonna like jace i feel he has some common sense he has a lot of maturity which is something we pointed out when he was much younger along with aemon and we see after the time jump they've only managed to continue on what i thought was a clever way to show a difference between the two is that aemon is a fighter and has been training with a sword whereas jace has been been uh using intellect as his weapon he doesn't look he or his brother doesn't look like they've been in any training yard in over 13 16 years i don't even know they look far younger than i would prefer just because the actor that's playing aemon looks so much older (laughs) but it i i do like that in in a certain way because he is doing the most to be the polar opposite or at least jumping on the swag of his uncle i don't fucking know what how the people are related but they're fucking related damon let's her no she says well it's gonna be those people making a play to come for my throne if they are successful in taking away his his claim and damon tells her 
well they're really only interested in driftmark i'm not saying that damon doesn't care about those two boys as much as he does about his trueborn children however i do think and feel when it comes to if it wasn't for renera pushing for the defense of i don't think damon is as attached and i could be being completely off base on this but based on just vayman last episode someone did tell me make a comment and i can acknowledge this might be actually true not knowledge but it's fair to say that this is a equal read of said scene of saying that well maybe he laughed because he's like oh you're ridiculous for bringing up claims to driftmark at a time like this when your sister or your niece is barely in the ground at her funeral and i was like that could be like almost like an not like hey um haha i see what you're doing more like (laughs) this motherfucker right here can you believe him so that's a that's a fair read on that scene i still think if he truly had an issue with it we would have seen a scene where he would have approached him and said don't talk about those kids like that and the scene that he had with his wife lena at the time it felt like it was a kind of a joke so that's where my support goes into the idea that in his mind if he's weighing what's more important like yeah but bayman really cares about driftmark he doesn't give a shit about the throne but she still thinks that this is an attack on her in some capacity or at least could bring her and she's right in that it could it is going to bring to the forefront exactly even if that's not brought into the question of the the bastardry the fact that you would overlook luceris but i honestly think damon could have made his case and it just would have went to them and it would have been that unspoken thing and i think that that might have been okay like okay we lose driftmark but at the same time that then puts Vayman, who's anti not having a pure bloodline against them and you're inheriting the throne so no i go back to my original statement that she did have to go to the capital to defend luceris's claim here and so off they go when they get to the castle they are greeted by absolutely no one except the lord that congratulated her when she gave birth i always forget his name but he's there she's surprised at the reception or lack of it of course reminds us of Viserys coming to driftmark but that it was a completely power move this was a power move but it was a very petty one i will be honest i don't like how they did the aesthetic of having the castle all you know there's no life no one's around oh the the life has went out of everything because the greens are here that's one of those plays on the show that doesn't in my mind rack with reality <laughs> now of course the show can move in whichever direction that it's trying to go in however it doesn't 
it doesn't tell a true proportionate story of why there's a dance of the dragon i don't like the way in which the show continues to very blatantly side with the blacks and renera in aspects that just aren't even like true you know of course yeah otto could throw out a slight but the fact that renera is coming and she's the only person in the castle aware of that other than lord whatever no ever a king's court stays a king's court no matter if the king's fucking sick or not uh there's a somberness around as if to say you know uh, only these wild targaryens with their you know incest and clear looser ideas <laughs> in life in general the more hippie ones right oh life is only around when they're around i think that's a very misconstrued viewpoint and not even a realistic one it doesn't matter who's in power there's still movement around power so this whole stark uh gloomy descent on the world because <laughs> the greens are in power i find that to be a little ridiculous especially when renera was at the castle or princess ray ray was at the castle six years ago and there was cracks in the foundation then like lord beesbury wasn't even aware of what the fuck was going on and everyone on the castle kept getting moved around and people were having less import i would expect yes the council to be stacked with far more greens but that's not to say any of them are incompetent or are doing something that would not be in the interest of the crown itself and i don't think the show takes time to really ponder on those larger political dilemmas in the the world at large that would be evident if uh if they put it in the scenes versus leaving them completely out of them uh, it does a huge disservice to the story overall in my opinion but queen allison is told by lord uh my man's over there the watch commander that the guests have arrived and notice he told otto and uh, allison was surprised she had no idea that they were arriving to like even if she probably knew they were on their way she probably had no clue that they had when they were arriving or she could have been misinformed but she certainly would not have thought this is the way to greet your princess because as stated duty honor the the rules so to speak those things are important to her uh even the the unspoken ones that contradict the morality of the things in which she stands for and it's very fascinating to me because i can imagine many noble women in the in the fucking centuries in which this was their role their long-standing role in life 
because the minute those boys turn what 12 not even 13 they're considered men they're considered i mean there is even a point in which women are or boys are removed from the care of their mothers because they don't want the mothers to have undue uh influence over them so they make it a point of separating mother and child and the man is the one that's why the maesters take over the training and the the actual parenting more so than the the mothers who are just supposed to instilling them more of the virtues that is expected of them even if it's a superficial expectation as she gets up to greet the guests because laura beesbury is going on and on and on and everybody has been in that meeting where you got that one person who just continues on now i wonder how many people jump to lord beesbury's defense in this moment and how many people were already over him three episodes ago (laughs) and find absolutely no faults with the fact that yeah he's a little bit of a a yawn right i think they're all listening to him but he's probably so all over the place at this point he should just be retired and that's a sad part as well some people don't need to be in their positions anymore and yet they're afforded them he does say something that's very very um to the point when they're talking about the vayman situation he says well he doesn't need to prove himself worthy of his birthright for him to claim his birthright and that's absolutely true like how many kings are made king even if they're not capable of being king then on the flip side of that though how many kings are incompetent and their advisors or whomever takes them out of the game or replaces them or supplants them so there is the the dichotomy there of oh well you can't decide if the best one is fit for the crown but in a lot of ways shouldn't you (laughs) and i love how that is brought into the conversation because i think it's a question one has to always ask about renera the same thing one can ask about viserys they've had all of these years of peace but there's nothing to say actually there's everything to say that Viserys didn't do that alone and that he did in fact listen to his counselors he made the right decisions when they needed to be made at least when it came to subjects in his kingdom in line with not making too many risky decisions if that's not necessary and it's been a continuation on like remember eight years ago or six years ago 10 years ago i don't even know how long now but when renero was back at the castle and they were talking about that feud between the two lords and they're like oh we, we can go and interfere well they didn't interfere and looks like peace is still continued on so there's something to be said about yeah there there needs to be calculated risks taken and that the crown doesn't need to be involved in all of the business but that is uh that is a matter of having good council members that are going to put forth the right things at the right time and and the the king having enough uh presence of mind to be able to navigate that so i can't take that away from viserys 
but that when it comes to his own personal uh stakes in that that's when things get murky for the man and with renera i think the exact same thing she is very um she's very much like damon like father said she's impulsive she uh kind of doesn't think before she acts <laughs> and you see it with her response in this episode because allison gets up she goes and is approached by eric eric and eric a-a-r-y-k and e-r-i-k i believe they're twins and they have almost the same name so that's gonna be fun we saw them fighting in the yard so if you want to see both of them in the same frame together there you go go back and find that she's told that there's a situation she says not now but no it needs to be now it's the prince and she goes to meet diana diana is a maid servant a maid servant to aegon's children no less and she was molested raped by him while she was dropping off some things she's crying she says she didn't want it there is such a battle and such a coldness within allison that i think the coldness is because this is not the first time the disappointment is already gone the the sadness and the empathy she tries to keep stoic about but when the girl continues to cry while she can't really soothe her she tells her she does believe her she gives her a hug and when i say soothe her i can't make this better for you you know what's about to happen right now is about to happen and i can't make that better for you but i do believe you and she gives her the moon tea that is going to get rid of any possible consequences and we don't see anything after this i'm sure some people thought that she was gonna murder her because i sort of kind of thought so myself (laughs) and i was like no not in the middle of the room in the middle of the day like that just fell i was like oh okay i see a lot of things have changed in six years but no she simply takes care of the problem and unfortunately this is and has been what many women in noble house houses have had to deal with and some have actually dealt with it in far more accusatory and shame shaming fashion so i did think that that was going to also come next and it does to a certain extent like well you were alone in his room it's going to be if he comes out it'll be your word against his it's more like you know what comes next i have to protect my son i have to protect his dynasty and no matter how much i may feel for your position my position is already set of course morally doesn't make it feel good or right especially when she confronts her son and she's not even well is she i can't tell is she angered by the shame she brought to the women in his life but i think in a lot of ways that is it It, the the how could you do to a woman like you're not taught to 
to respect me and your wife which is also your sister because if you did respect either of us you would never do something like that that would be so shameful that act itself so why she doesn't directly come out and say it as one would expect like how dare you do that it's that also that dichotomy between the expected versus the not expected right little handmaidens they're fair game they've always been fair game this isn't so this is probably something she if she had brothers her brothers would do if it's something uh, her father may have done her uncles her any male in her life to think that they would not conduct themselves in this manner as in a way in a lot of ways she feels uh some personal shame about because that that was the thing the virtue the virtuous nature that she thought she would instill upon him which leads to her making the statement you are no son of mine because anyone that i would have taught with those virtues of value of women would never do such a thing it's not the right reaction but in all fairness and you're not going to want to hear this she doesn't get a say in it he is a man technically she don't even get to walk in his room and slap him about if he was a little bit more and he kind of showed that vindictive quality that he has and i'm actually terrified of that considering he's going to be the heir and that's who she is going to be fighting for despite that's the that that duty man she will do the right thing by her son even if she herself does not have faith or even an acceptance of her son as he is i don't think she looks at aegon and says you're gonna be a good king you're killing me larry but in a lot of ways he's like i don't fucking have to answer to you i can do what i want and if i want to take a handmaiden i can take a handmaiden it is her defense of him her continued mothering of him or mother hen there was there was some debate with me and mimi in regards to that terminology actually let me pull it up because it's a it's a fair take i think she wanted me to be much harsher which is what i lol'd about but before i even address that uh one dude your ass ain't seen no fucking son i understand your hair is bleach blonde but what the fuck is going on with the rest of your body my other point is is i've heard this before and i do believe that particularly i'm not hmm, no I've, I've heard it from a lot of people actually i was reading or watching this true crime story where a daughter killed her two younger siblings and her mom tried to kill her dad the dad survived and the whole entire time she was in prison he forgave her and continued to see her and i couldn't understand why and something he stated resonated with me and i hope i'm never tested i I would like to say i would believe in one way or another like hey my do something if it's wrong i'm gonna talk walk you down to the police station i'm gonna have to turn you in baby because that's what a good parent should do but a lot of other people think that loyalty to your kin even through the worst is the last bit of decency as a human being 
and thus they stay in the corner of these i mean case in point casey anthony right everybody's like how could these parents possibly stand by this woman and in a lot of particularly religious ones that in their mind is exactly what they're supposed to do to not stand by them even if they're repugnant by their actions to abandon them is worse is the worst crime that you can do as someone that is a human being to your own children now of course i don't agree with that but i can't i've never been tested on that concept and it seems to be a lot of families black white brown doesn't matter that do have that have that um forgive forgiveness in them so i think that's interesting and fascinating when you're thinking about allison because i think she would definitely consider herself one of those people so going back to uh mimi's comment one should be saying uh i got rose colored glasses first and foremost i have no lenses in which are rosy (laughs) at all i don't have i don't have any rosy type of glasses i here's the thing rose colored glasses in my mind means that you are ignoring all of the faults and focusing only on the positive or choosing to be are choosing to see things that are misconstrued just because they uh they elevate the person in your eyes or kind of that sense so when you say i have rose colored glasses for allison my response would be that i see allison as a multifaceted character i think that she's far more layered than people give her credit for now i know last episode i was pretty uh pretty focused on pointing out renera's flaws mainly because the show doesn't seem to be as keen to do so and because renera if you want what you want and i want you want me to to support you in it i i'm frustrated like you're going to be harder on the person that you want to like i want to root for you renera i have seen things from your point of view but ever since you've been an adult i'm having a hard time with your thought process it frustrates me and thus i am going to be a little bit more passionate in my voice about my critique of you because i do feel with everything else that's being presented you should be better and you're you're not (laughs) not when it comes to your political aspirations whereas allison her flaws particularly human ones are so oh so so more self-evident and declared that to ruminate on them is only to just repeat what has already been said she's resentful she's jealous she's bitter and she's pushed that poison onto her children and given them brain damage as we saw last episode she slapped Aegon and this episode she slapped Aegon some are reacting very very uh and I'm not trying to laugh and it's great that there are people out there where it's just like you hit your child you're the worst person ever well then I have to think about it 
a lot of people grow up where their children slap them on the bottom my mom slapped me across the face once she sure did lost her mind slapped me across the face do i consider her evil person do i not love her anymore because of that action she did that was absolutely terrible and now here we are 40 years later and all she has is that guilt for all of her her crimes don't you think maybe you should let time itself be the judge on them and you learn to you know if you can if you can you know you're human maybe that really fucked you up but viewing that does that automatically put her in the camp of she's a horrible person does everything that she experienced before then become negated and that's where i i am far more uh cognizant when i'm evaluating allison is that i don't remember where forgot where she came from or forgot the things that made her the person that she is and i think that her stank eye is so fucking good it just puts people off (laughs) of examining the character any further other than the superficial so yeah i'm gonna spend a little bit more time uh massaging the layers that i see within her versus renera that i don't really see as many layers i'm sorry if that's uh if you see it differently uh and and see a whole bunch more layers in renera that please point them out to me and i can acknowledge or say that's fair or disagree one or the other but i can only speak on what is my truth (laughs) not what is your truth which is why I allow you to speak on it in your feedback section and not try to spend a lot more time now focusing on speaking of how I see it because I've already given that in the podcast. Now you get to put out your fair point. But I did want to say what she said. <laughs> it, was, it made me laugh. She said, you really fixed your mouth to say that Allison trying to take a child's eye was the only thing she did wrong like that shit isn't fucking awful (laughs) she wanted me to be much harsher about her trying to take a child's eye yes that's i never said she just didn't snap i'm saying i know what it feels like to snap let me tell you another story i think i told you the story when my mom when i um i don't know how old she was but i was 10 years old i was in the parking lot we're gonna get back to the episode i swear i was in a parking lot and there's two little kids that beat me up my sister ran home to tell my mama my mama comes out pregnant no damn shoes on hair flying titties bouncing all over the place she ain't got a bra on on in whatever the fuck she's in and she comes running across the street she don't care there's glass on the street she don't care she could have been shot she don't care because she's not thinking anything rationally at that moment all she's thinking of I'm about to beat the bricks off these fucking kids because they're touching mine. Do you know she chased them three children into the school and had every intention of physically assaulting them? Ten year olds. She fucking 40 years old. Okay. What were her actions the same as Allison's? Absolutely and utterly wrong. <laughs> Horrible. Not to the same extent, but yeah wrong is a wrong i i think i was just mentioning this the way in which we give degrees to certain things yes i i totally understand that's a human thing like murder robbery of course we're gonna say that but sometimes that line is 
is very very thin and when you're pushed over that edge man shit you ain't thinking you ain't thinking about how stupid and wrong you are but it put it gave me some respite that she herself was not making any excuses for her own fucking behavior or awful behavior as you say she continues allison was in that room wanting her husband to punish those his child's kids which is not even really a punishment it was brutal revenge i agree it was uh yes his son lost an eye but she's acting like her son couldn't possibly have done anything wrong that's also agreed that allison has been absolutely ignorant (laughs) and excusive of her children's behavior maybe because she feels like to acknowledge it is to acknowledge a failure on her own self but unfortunately that did nothing in their favor when it comes to their own emotional maturity absolutely agree with that tying it back into this episode and this amen scene and then her then going to helena who comes in they don't mention how many children that they do have but she says where's dina or diana we need to get the children ready so we know there's more than one that Aegon and helena have had i don't blame them for showing the children it's COVID 19 you don't need all them babies on set but in case you're curious i believe it's three not that big of a damn spoiler you're gonna find out <laughs> conversation next episode so that ties into her going to her daughter and giving her that hug like in a lot of ways she's impotent and she knows it's her fault and as much as she wants to say oh that son is not a son of mine and how she's disgusted by his actions she married this precious beautiful child or woman child to this absolute monster who as and has always done behaviors that simply she didn't know how to deal with and this this the uh Aegon being like I've tried to do everything father and you have wanted of me I feel like that has no substance because a we've actually never seen Viserys father these children and two we've never actually seen you trying anything other than and that's the thing I don't even know like everyone was all freaking about the jacking off at the window thing I don't even know if that's so fucking weird like I agree with the whole teasing aspect like you don't want to admit that your kid's the bully of course you don't that's blinders and parents and that's expected i don't see that as so airiness the slapping in the face (laughs) i felt was far more in the eye than yeah he's jacking off at the window and she tried to blame the other kids when she knows for fun i mean that that also feels so human and i've seen so many decent people that have fallen into that trap or i've done the same maybe it's because i i I relate to allison on a personal level far more than anyone else and i think because even if i've progressed past that i relate so heavily to that feeling or that moment or at least the tension or i've had personal experience with other people who've done it uh <laughs> i can't tell you about the the playground scenarios in which you know two kids break out on a playground scenarios whose corner are you in you want to believe in that moment you're incapable of not seeing things clearly but it's also very 
human and forgivable to say no my kid's not the bully they can't possibly be but at some point you do need to come around to that reality and i think she has come around to that reality but i don't think that we truly have seen in the show why Aegon has other than his other than his uh, privilege which is awful in itself but we haven't really seen one way or another if he has been tried to be steered in a different direction or if he he really hasn't given as much as he could i don't think we've gotten enough of that story for me to really comment too much after that moment of him saying those words i just know that she went to her daughter and diana is the person taking care of the children and she feels bad for her but i think she also feels bad for herself and she also feels bad for that woman even if she can never like you well, you're never going to be doing this anymore you're going to be somewhere else or moved or it could have been killed but i honestly think it's just turned out <laughs> uh she either did move her or turn her out because most as i think i was saying that most noble women they would have attacked her and said well you were the slut you threw yourself on the on him you wanted his attention now you're crying rape and that's that's horrible on you you slut get the fuck out also here's no money and no references so now you will suffer even more for something you did not do and while i was scared for her for five seconds the fact that she gave her the moon tea means that she ain't gonna kill her because why would you kill someone why would you need to get rid of the evidence of a pregnancy if you're going to just kill them anyway so from this scene we get princess ray ray and damon they're not happy to see that the the tapestries of hedonism have been taken away from the walls they're not happy to see that viserys is high on milk of the poppy i will say on one hand i understand coming back to a familiar place like oh this was my family home you've made changes i don't really like these changes but on the other hand this ain't your home you can't just roll up in someone's crib and be like i don't like your taste allison comes in the room and man the the change in her because i felt even in even in the previous episode i think she took what her father said to heart when he said mind your passions and i think her true guilt in that moment because she even looks over like the last time we've seen each other she immediately looks over at that even though why yo why yo why yo thing up if you're not trying to remind her of that and anyone else but she had to also repair her reputation i don't think it's stupid i think it could be both right i think it's political to align herself with the the set the faith of the seven because if you didn't know the faith of the seven is the dominant religion in king's landing and in the seven kingdoms i believe in the seven kingdoms definitely in king's landing which is your main base of support so being it's the same thing with how they use the bible and christianity and politics today you know oh i must be telling the truth because i got this bible (laughs) i'm standing outside the church 
or your your kiss by the vatican or the way kings were were crowned by the pope it's a show of uh unity between the the peasant and the the people in power right and that that goes a really long way and that is the the part that renera really needs to start uh getting on her side as well because she's not thinking about the like she wants the 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 reputation as she stated last episode and there was a point to be made last episode uh, which i thought was a fair point because i was asking what has renera done to shore up herself and they pointed out while damon was a lust position it could also be that renera did manage to get probably one of even though they don't and that's the show's fault they don't make it really clear that damon is one of the best warriors in the kingdom and that like this is someone that no one would really want to fuck with and thus it didn't register to me (laughs) even though yeah that's true having damon as your husband is a huge boon for you especially if you don't want people questioning your your bloodline so of course that is a boon so good point bringing that up however you also then made it seem like you murdered your husband and wanted people to believe that you murdered your husband that's why i'm just i don't even love this story i still hate it because i think they just did it only to make princess ray ray not a villain this early in the story that's that's the only reason why they 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 swerve that because it really doesn't make a whole lot of sense for the story even in the in the aftermath there's just no point to it but that is something that is affecting her own reputation so your your constituents are going to believe that you are possible possibly a murderer uh then if you have anything about what could possibly have happened between you and your affair like that's a scandal people are going to care about these things that she thinks people don't care about it's like we don't care about all the shitty things you do you just do them behind closed doors discretion is everything because once you are outed out of the discretion then that's when you're accountable to that public eye and that public eye is is a variable that really isn't taken into play on the black side at all but allison has utilized that as a weapon in her arsenal but i do think based on the first episode where we introduced to allison she has a genuine like she's genuinely a believer and i think after her incident at driftmark and her behavior I think she doubled down on that and pretty much whatever passion she thought she was going to have, she just took those away. And now she has molded herself, cloaked herself even further in that idea of service, in that idea of duty. And that's what she keeps trying to remind herself, even when she's put in the king's seat to be queen to have some agency and no one can really at least i can't begrudge her wanting that agency why wouldn't she want that agency um 
and so she has her father she has everyone in this room that probably just laughed at her for wanting to look at take strolls down the gallery as someone that is to be taken seriously and so she is a little thrown off by the accusations thrown her way about Melka the poppy she's like the maester said oh the maester said like look 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 y'all know damn well that the only reason Viserys has lived the 20 plus years past when he passed out at that wedding is because Orlis is a fucking G last name ever first name greatest like a sprained ankle boy ain't nothing to play with started off local but thanks to all the haters if anybody need an oscar and an emmy it's that motherfucker for managing to keep the ligaments in that man's jaw like that was brutal that was very brutal yeah i think that you can just as a rational person though look at the state of your father and know that he's in a great deal of pain and if he for five say like it it's it was instinctual for her to be suspicious and i don't begrudge her that at all either however it is very much like somebody you ain't seen in a while then they come in that house and they start talking shit like well why he on Melka the poppy that shit ain't oh the maester said i don't believe you well you ain't been here you ain't checked in you didn't could have asked the maester himself you don't have really the right to step <laughs> in the room and start throwing accusations at me so i thought it was funny and comical and i i did see the only part that she did get like start to get passionate about is when she's like oh uh my father she's like no renera truly if you did see how much pain he's in because i think that is the the one thing that do does bond them is their love of that man whether it's out of duty and out of that being your father they do love him but one has shown that love far and i brought that up last episode i'm glad renera acknowledged it this episode say what you want about allison she has been ride the fuck or die for viserys ride or die to the point where she like most royal women that beautiful that young they're not gonna hold the crib keeper's hand at dinner i don't care what <laughs> the the appearance say which they don't and that's the thing i know you don't want to give people credit for being decent people but unfortunately you do (laughs) because it's not a given it really is not a given it should be there are some things that yeah parenting your child you having a child and you parenting your child uh, or taking care of your child is a given you did it you're responsible of that but you don't have it is not a given uh you know you shouldn't want credit for what you're supposed to do but it's not to say credit can't be given for what you actually did do because unfortunately we've seen the other side of that equation so i laugh when she said uh oh who's gonna reside over our petition tomorrow that would be me but she said i'm sure the father will be fair and forget all of the things that were said in this room today as i walk away how about how am i doing how's my life i think she really went in there and i don't think it was a a moment of trying to be catty i think that she 
went in there to do what she was supposed to do as queen consort uh do all the like i said those things are important to her even if they aren't important to anyone else which is why i think even though she didn't say anything to her father because i just don't think she would at this point sir otto has made it very clear what he feels about his daughter and she's needed his autonomy to support her and i think she does listen to his counsel i'm not saying they're not in cahoots but she does at least attempt to make the appearance of is this truly better for the subjects and when vayman shows up and talks to them privately which he shouldn't have done before you're going to put your petition to the king because that's of course cementing information but this is politics it's the same with war (laughs) as much as we would love to have this idealization version of politics being all fair it's not it's really not (laughs) it's backyard deals and being smarter than your opponent is why we don't all go and and do it so vayman brings up a good point though their war war is coming with the stepstones they've managed to actually handle the situation there but now that the the triarchy has uh has gotten into an alliance with dorn they know that war is only a matter of time and thus we need to prepare ourselves for what is inevitable and having luceris no matter what his bloodline is that doesn't even need to be brought into the equation on a rational level it makes more sense to make vayman the heir than it does luceris true very very true which is why renera princess ray ray takes reyna which is bela's twin i was very surprised to see reyna uh i'm not sure if she's residing at uh, not at driftmark at well i guess she is residing at dragonstone she briefly reunites with her grandma rainis who's standing alone but in black next to one of those special trees renera used her as a uh (laughs) as a palette softener <laughs> like look at your granddaughter uh i need a minute alone with her she at least could have gave her five minutes damn before putting it on her saying uh because she did wonder why rainis came too because she thought okay maybe she's gonna support vayman because she thinks that we killed luke which is brought up and while she seems to not really feel one way or another at least scoffs at the idea when she says i loved your son she's like yeah but i also know you cuckled him <laughs> but she more than Coralis was more accepting of what her son's sexuality was but as i stated earlier there's still the expectation of duty you know you can be who you want to be i don't even have any problems with that but you can still father and sire a child and Rainus knows that maybe you didn't kill Lenor, but you sure as shit didn't respect his memory. <laughs> you sure as shit had something to do with the fact that he's no longer here, even if it isn't he was killed. And I think her to continue to have a suspicion on that, I don't care what you say, you're not going to overcome that because she 
because technically you're not telling the truth and that's always going to be an undercurrent but what she does bring up is something that she has uh has an interesting position on now because previously it was the marriage of uh who were they trying to get married lord corliss oh lena lena her children getting them closer to the throne which is why uh he was totally cool which they kind of glossed over this from the books that he was totally cool with you know damon or was he pissed actually that damon fought that man i don't remember but be that because my mother's too fuzzy so i'm just gonna squash that connection but she is in the same ambitious proposition where princess ray ray says well let's just marry your granddaughters to my grandsons one of them is going to be the heir to the iron throne and the other one is going to be the lord of driftmark which means that the heirs are going to go to lena's bloodline which will keep the bloodline pure and the one thing i think rainus does have is a love of her grandchildren and looking out for their future above that of vayman and vayman was the sacrifice here no matter how much emotionally she agreed with vayman 100 percent. but she was actually there to petition for herself and she's like you're gonna stand alone and she's like yeah where well, they're gonna strike the first blow they're gonna put you on your knees and i'm gonna fucking enjoy it god motherfucking damn i'm tired of niggas god damn it i'm tired of niggas i also relate to rainice a lot i feel like she has been there done that probably went through all of the emotions that both women women at some point have felt and has come to has settled into this this uh cynicism of this is the way but she also isn't looking away from the consequences of this thing we call ambition the people who you know because they say brother sister they do see each other in that manner i'm sure they've had a very long closer relationship than she's ever had to rainus or renera or her cousin viserys or even uh damon but when it comes to her grandchildren and securing them a powerful lineage that is going to have more of a weight than even her continuing her petition and not siding with anyone it's raining late at night and this is also going back to where me and princess ray ray swing all the time because you do love your father but you have not taken care of him you've not even it doesn't even seem as if you have uh they did call name one of their children viserys they also named one of their children aegon which is a direct because we always point out how allison is petty this is petty on renera's part right naming your child aegon after you know <laughs> that the firstborn um name was already given to allison's firstborn child by viserys and not the grandchild but that's neither here nor there it was nice seeing viserys being happy about his namesake she is then she goes to to she makes it's the same thing she did in episode the princess and the queen right she gets back up against the wall 
she panics she makes the the proposal of marriage she bargains her children which that's to be expected that's part of part and parcel of what it is your children are pawns everyone is pawns in this game but after that she seems to be incapable of coming up with any resolution past yeah maybe the stop the 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 things are not in your favor but we are talking about the loss of driftmark not the loss of her crown and while it all can tie in if you had in the last six years now i don't know had did they decide not to show back up or they just decide each go into their own little their corners of the world but if you were that afraid my guess is you could be finding support elsewhere that's why i said they're, they're they're fucking up the story in a way that doesn't give room for growth on her part and it leaves room for a very warped viewpoint of the greens and their control like they have control but shit there's other people fucking around and there's not to say that the greens being in control is somehow a bad thing it just means that you're not and that's really your father's fault for making Otto hand of the king after his suspicions and you both being aware of his actions by pushing Allison in the first place and apparently whatever suspicions you had about your father I don't know why you wouldn't put your daughter as hand of the king as they are the heir why would you allow her to be so removed from politics that she would no longer have a voice in said politics if you're then supposed to run the country after me and if i know i'm about to be running a fucking country i don't know maybe they just it's the assumption of power but i can't think that she's that i mean she was the cupbearer she she was in the room i can't think that why why didn't he prepare her better because then you have this terrible habit of hers to then go to daddy and be like save me how do i reach these kids but daddy's word is not going to be here for much longer um (laughs) you know daddy leaning on daddy is not is not at all going to that's the only thing that's supporting your claim other than you your expectation of the people around you but it feels as if despite what she used to say to damon i would never be some woman actually she said that to allison at the time and you could see how that registered on her face of i would never be some woman in a castle pumping out baby after baby and yet that's exactly what she's been doing and she's content with it and i think that her desire for this crown because she says it's heavy it's a heavy burden but i don't really see it being a heavy burden not on you you seem to be doing pretty content and you're not even doing anything in the kingdom that actually feels like you're taking up that responsibility so it doesn't land at least for me and so i I really felt frustrated once again at the scene where it has to be daddy getting up the next day and telling otto i want to have a family dinner he doesn't even tell him that he's going to show up to court in court vayman puts forth his petition venera renera puts forth her petition and then the king comes in and everyone gets their first look at exactly how far viserys truly has deteriorated they saw him you know his, his face was bandaged up 
you know they had them all covered they they don't know and then they find out as he makes his way on his cane to his throne so that he can reside over this last thing for his daughter save her in this last moment shut this down from the last contender but that's the thing there are going to be so many more people that's so much more well that's the sad part too vayman for all me was satisfied was i really satisfied i thought it was like a, a clean cut with that blade when he slapped off half, he took off half of his fucking head you shouldn't have been talking shit but in my point that's just like the other guy that died at the feast like stupid is a stupid does <laughs> i don't know why you would continue pressing the point and he is literally telling you stop and you're gonna be like well they're bastards but i did like renera taking in the full view of her father i thought the lighting was done very well the directing was done well in this episode too there's one shot where they filmed and showed allison on the throne through the chair that was great i love this scenery with um with renera i thought the actor do you say actor i think so the actor look particularly attractive and appealing in their gown and when he gets up there seeing damon you know be the one because he says i said i didn't need any help i don't want anyone to help me but the one person he's willing to lean on is his brother despite everything that's gone on between them and he puts the crown on his head and after all this fighting between them all this jealousy right that's the thing everything that you go through through your youth it's only through time and experience that do you get to some type of place if you're lucky especially if you find true happiness or true contentness right that you get to that place where those old petty arguments even not so petty things don't become as important and so for all that he would want the crown in this moment he's like yeah i would put the crown on my my uh brother's head because he deserves to be king and that's something i don't think damon ever acknowledged in all of the years into this moment that you as a person are in doctrine with with so many traits and abilities and so much more that i never really gave you the full respect of for having in a in opposition to my own characteristics that i find to be more worthy of admiration and those characteristics unfortunately playing out in the younger generation aren't necessarily <laughs> the better characteristics uh when when allison was overruled like when renera i think it was renera said something about that you saw that Aegon took joy he smiled at that there's commentary about Aegon why does he look so much <laughs> so much younger than his younger brother and that's fair I think that I think it's actually a, a smart choice I think that it's that second child syndrome once again like you get to have all of the prestige they call them the spare for a reason it's a kind of a derogatory thing you're only needed if you're needed and that's your <laughs> that's how you're treated most of your life 
so that makes you even more having a little bit of a what do you call that not insecure well it is insecurity but you got more of an inferior complex going on about you so you have to like you push yourself a little bit further and and yeah very much like damon and he's also very terrifying oh i forgot before the whole meeting the boys jason luceris are going through the yard and luceris says i'd feel much better about this if i would looked a lot more like the targaryens and not more like our strong heritage and jace tells him it doesn't matter what you look like it's about who you are he seems like a really good brother i just need both of them boys to get a fucking haircut particularly jace i don't know what's going on with that but it needs to be removed i'm thinking because they're gonna probably age them not a whole bunch not like time gaps the way we've had but he's gonna change that they'll probably grow out of that to show his growth but man (laughs) and they are doing things with actors that are aging up and they're gonna keep the same actor that they're doing different things with their appearance like the way they did damon he's supposed to be much younger and he has some lines that make it clear that he has aged up oh and the most the more he ages up the more i'm aware of the age gaps all the time and we see Eamon fighting against Sir Bitchton Cole. And Bitchton Cole is defeated by Eamon. And he says, Well done, my prince. You'll do well in tourneys. And this is probably the MVP, <laughs> most badass part of this episode is when he's looking at. Kristen he says I'm not interested in tourneys and he flips his sword and his eyeball shifts and he that we don't even see them he's like come to train nephews deceive me or am I seeing a big lift baboon sucking on a piece of chicken yeah I'm looking at you nigga like I know you ain't supposed to like show show your cowardice or show that the other opponent is better than you but I don't know how Lasurus gets the fuck off laughing in that motherfucker's face. I think you need to be told to tread carefully <laughs> around a sleeping, a sleeping dragon, okay? Because he has everything about him says, I'm a bad motherfucker and you better not step to this and I'm eagerly waiting for you to do so. Man, he he encompasses a younger daemon so well that i'm just like on pins and needles for a fucking showdown and we know that they're going to be on opposite ends of it so it because i won't lie Aegon doesn't seem like even when he was younger Aegon didn't have that same ambition now he's just a fuck boy but he never really had a desire for the throne aemon did and that's what he's doing to support his brother like yeah no we're getting this this is ours i I will not have it rather you want to or not (laughs) and he does not actively like his his nephews and there's a purpose for that i was talking to mimi also offline and i thought i was getting my 
and i may not have gotten my point across because i didn't go and listen about bastards not only about why they're bastards like what is quantifying the bastard but i thought i made it clear but maybe i didn't that they are considered inherently like bad even if they try their best they are it's almost like you're a demon even if you're a human you're still you're still possessed by a demon yes this is radical and to our modern ears horrible and shouldn't be born and so on and so forth but once again once again if you're willing to make these outrageous stories well actually i can't say that because <laughs> I, t- I totally actually am on the other side because clearly if you're gonna say that then you have to shit all over religion which i do already um so that was actually a bad point a bad correlation between the two because yeah then i could actually get your point but for these people it's not like there is no uh educational system that can get you to navigate that question right to believe or not so once again if you are as a societal whole raised to believe and a lot of us are whether you admit it or not because if you don't if you don't consider yourself self-educating constantly and learning new things if you just believe what you believe and there's no nothing else above that um as i see so many people often do then you're living in a altered or at least not fully acknowledged fully formed fully informed that's better word i want to use person and for you to say that that is the truth and there's no other truth and you are lying to yourself because you don't actually go this is a horrible where am i going with this i have no idea where i'm going with this or where i was going with this y'all just got to listen to that whole rant because i don't even want to take it out because i'm already a hour 28 in and we ain't even got to the end of the the feast yet so (laughs) i was making a point i feel like it's in there somewhere but you're gonna have to dig for it yourself because i've 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 already walked away from the whole debate but what i am only pointing out is that you know they don't have google yet (laughs) this is this is uh the the things you choose to believe that are that were the beliefs of the time no matter you know the witch trials all that no matter how much you want to turn your nose up and be like oh how dare you you know those that was believing in scottish that were the fairies after all this fucking time all of that shit you you can't just go out and blatantly say these were stupid fucking people and should have known better what if they're that that's the that's the benefit of of uh hindsight unfortunately they didn't have that <laughs> they didn't have that they believed fairies is fucking real so in their mind yes anyone of the faith of the seven which is pretty much everybody a lot of people millions and millions of people that's why all of the bastards go to the wall in the first place <laughs> because they will never get any type of fair treatment in society it's wrong on a moralistic level but it is the reality in which they are born into and unfortunately our judgment is not a part of that equation 
going on to the chopping off the head part for the most part it is what it is he just chopped off his head the weirdest thing about it was the fact that Eamon looked turned on oh you touched my ta-la-la we get a little bit more faith of the seven as they are preparing Veyman's body the silent sisters they're in charge of usually burials maester orwell is there as well and Rainus is watching the preparation he tells her you're going to take the body back to driftmark you don't have to watch the silent sisters do their work you don't need to look upon the stranger which is what they which is the metaphor for death and she says oh the stranger has visited me many times and i can tell you whether your eyes are open or closed it doesn't matter to him basically you can consciously make decisions that end up with people killed people that you might even care about or you can unconsciously make decisions that can cause just as much death and chaos and i think that's a very very poignant thing to say considering viserys legacy is that is that truth the feast is awkward <laughs> with both renera and allison i like how it was framed with king's landing the portrait of it in the background it's once again playing against the these two women but I, in this moment i, I found it to be a little bit more appropriate because it is now about their legacies and it has now moved so past both of them that no matter what they do it's already too late and the only person that could have changed anything was Viserys and he still couldn't make that final he could not air his child's dirty laundry even if it secured her position within the throne because he knew deep down that if she had even a chance to take the throne she had to be unmarred and acknowledging that she's unmarred automatically takes like he needed to remove her from the equation he needed to name Aegon his heir whether you feel Rhaenyra shouldn't have had it taken away justly or not I think especially if he wasn't going to prepare her for it and he wasn't going to acknowledge those children that just leaves an open festering room that you're basically saying if anyone talks about you get your tongue cut out that doesn't address the festering wound it just makes a stopgap <laughs> uh and he could have totally legitimized those children i just don't know why he didn't do it because like well why am i saying that i just rationalized it but you can see both women before Viserys even came into the room are coming to the realization for all the history that is between them they've really become strangers they don't know what's going on in the other person's life they don't know the experiences they've went through those experiences have changed them as people because that's usually what experience do and they find themselves back at a point where and, and it's usually when you are confronted with death particularly of someone you love mutually love to wonder is it more important all of this that's come before us or is there a way for us because it was a place of love love turning to hatred their love and hatred are very close 
very very close considering the tumultuous actions in which one can take when under the influence of either and so death comes into the room and says okay this is final is this exactly how you want to leave things is do you feel comfortable in your soul is there any way to make it better can we find common ground again i think that idea is going through both of their minds maybe not quite the reconciliation part but the awareness that despite what just happened i do think that over the years despite the greens taking over having the authority that they are even with sir otto announcing his plans for aegon to take the throne i think in allison's mind and i could very well and I, if you feel that way i'm just gonna say that's your, your uh, take on it and i respect it but i do see allison being like okay we had our chance to change things to make it more more and i think probably at that point she didn't have so much disillusionment with her own son and how much he probably won't make a good king <laughs> so that is likely piercing through allison's mindset like this is no matter what we say and i don't even think she's such a high fan of her father no matter how much she wants him in her corner but when you're alone of course you're going to want someone and i'm surprised we didn't see creepy around staring at her i think she had a very good long look around and, and she realizes yes this is this might be how it might be but until it gets there i don't need to tip the scales like in a poisonous you know viperous type of way out of control type of way in which things proceeded but i still think that renera is looking at allison allison's looking at renera and they're remembering that they were once friends and now someone that they both have known their entire lives one being a father one being the wife of the childhood friend that whatever comes next it's going to be without one of the most influential people that has been in both of their lives and that's profound and that is that opportunity area that's been missed so often and then viserys is able to come in and his uh and if i am going to show up it's definitely going to be in a litter like that he comes in and he as all the children are looking at each other they had this awkwardness of when to stand up who's going to stand up first who's going to sit down last where he sees already that the battle lines are drawn and he reveals who he truly is he says look i'm not the handsome man i used to be if i ever was it's a belated thing but we do need to keep in mind that viserys very much went after that 14 year old little girl <laughs> you still made the decision and while renera was out reading books listening to her fight song with uh, the maester or the linster or whatever you call that guy this woman at the exact same age 15 16 and 17 had a child and was being you know in a 
in a sexual relationship with someone that she did not choose to be in a sexual relationship with who also is the father of her best friend that was not her goal in life right and so Viserys acknowledging like yeah I was never a prize and that and I think he does have a lot of love and appreciation even if it's it's certainly not the love he has for Ama. that was his great love but he does understand that she did better by him than than technically his own daughter did (laughs) these are the facts you know ain't nobody else wiping up my slobber or holding my hand and then that moment they had where she says should i say the prayer and he's like yes you know she still defers to him even though he's in a much weakened position i don't think she ever thinks that i'm not going to defer to my husband because that's what i'm meant to do it plays out with rainus the exact same thing no matter what my personal feelings are the honor my husband that's a vow i took and it's a vow i stay by and i i I like that just like i said that ownership from viserys of being like yeah i i realized that was a 35 year old man that took a 14 year old girl Uh, and i took her because she was gorgeous because she was beautiful and that's exactly what her father was betting on that you were going to see this crown jewel and you were going to be like yeah i need that and he shows his face to his daughter and you see he's missing an eye his fucking uh his the you can see the cords in his jaw i mean yeah without milk of the poppy that motherfucker is in pain like there's no debate that the only reason why he's not in that council room is because he could not no longer reign over the kingdom not because they did something shady to get him out of the throne room nope that is not the and i'm sure there are going to be some people weaving that as the story but it's really not the story and he says that i want you to see me as your your husband your father and your grandsire these these pitiful things and he repeats the words that viserys or sorry jack harris was it jack harris yeah i think it was jack harris said when he had the great council meeting that the only thing that could divide the house of the targaryen is within and so that will not be my that will not be something i want for my grandchildren whatever it is that has come between us we don't even need to point out who's to blame who's not to blame because now it doesn't matter i'm not going to be here much longer and what i am asking as my last dying request is that you try to put aside these differences and make an effort to reconcile and i really like that ray ray was the first to immediately like i felt like she was already like the way in which she was eagerly doing it like i think from the moment she saw her father walking into the throne room i think she she like she looked over at um and she saw that how how uh no not even the hand of the king how allison immediately went to her husband and he says i have to make things right and her fully putting all those pieces together as a woman and not no longer as just the the heir to the throne i think she saw something that that was familiar to her 
and she was able to so matter matter what it is between us and that's what i loved and this is why what made me cry or not cry because i didn't cry i have no heart but made me tear up a little bit more so than even seeing the fatira's speech is that that reconciliation that eagerness in which she stood up and said i want to toast the queen you know she could have easily said i want to toast my father he's right and played it off like that but that's not what i was seeing when i when they the women looked at her she gave her a scant look she looked gave her a scant look like i'm not even angry right now and i i've also been in that moment where it's like man we've been beefing for so long i don't even like i don't i don't have any of that energy because everything has now been focused elsewhere so even if i had that suspicion knowing like fuck this might actually been hell <laughs> watching him deter even if you i mean that's your husband <laughs> that look at i'm over here got uh, over here having a good old time being happy and you never got that benefit but you never complained about it either and so she says that i i love my father but i cannot i cannot in all good consciousness says that say that anyone has stood by him and been more faithfully to him than allison has and allison she it takes her a moment but you can tell that she's actually touched by it right because i don't think she ever thought that they would ever repair their relationship and i think in a lot of ways it must be so lonely so very lonely for allison she's surrounded by people who only want to manipulate her and she have no she has no friends uh her only friend was renera there's no females in her life that are you know even able to talk to you about what it's like to be a woman what it's like to be a mother and that i think that the idea that that can be a thing like she she took a second to be like thank you you know and the way she found her words like i think sometimes we forget we have more in common than we realize why well, she says we both love our children and we both have things more in common than we realize and that is just what it means to be a woman in this time rather you are braver than i and i am more self-righteous so to speak doesn't matter those are just choices and how they're both reacting to the very patriarchal world that they're living in and that can never be forgotten so to me and, and it also speaks to a larger thing as human beings like all the things that we focus on so much to divide us we don't ever until some tragedy happens that we see another person for all the things that actually are similar to us that are far more outweighing than the things that we allow ourselves to be divided on that truly hit me and her standing up and and toasting as well and then finishing off with you're gonna make a good queen otto's head whipped around so fast what the hell did you just say i love this line being delivered right as things are gonna tip in the other scale because it aligns with what she first told her father about renera i think she'll make a good queen 
because despite what you may say and think i think that just real talk a woman's gonna want to see a woman take over like you know what you annoy the shit out of me but i can't help but take a little bit of pride of the fact that one of us made it (laughs) it's the same thing with obama i don't agree with all of your politics but you're black and you made it to the highest seat in office in this land and that means something that's a milestone in which i can take some personal pride in even if i don't necessarily even agree with you or like you as a person i like obama of course i love obama i'm just angry with all his politics if things had left off on this note even with the fighting i do believe that allison would have been back in renera's corner she has no reason to back Aegon. none she not a not not an emotional reason i think the way in which she was handling her father like okay i'll do my duty but on the side i'm going to secretly advocate which again something i feel a lot of true allison haters that account that pretty much put everything on her doorstep seem to have gotten amnesia that she was up until renera betrayed her was fully on her side against her own son's position and her father's so this is why even after the fight fucking uh otto is hella concerned there is comment from Aegon because he needs to be a piece of shit and says after because he also congratulates uh the girls on being engaged it's a time of celebration because luceris is now the heir to driftmark oh also a, a side note allison did point out that she was very uneasy to make this decision with uh because she said like you talked me into this meeting but i actually even herself wondered maybe this isn't the time to make the decision until lord corliss is actually dead that was just something that stood out to me that she made that comment and i think that's meant to be um reminded to the rest of the audience that he's at death's door but he's actually not dead so the children start going at it he goes for bela like at least she'll get to know what it feels like to lie with a woman jace he he's probably not even concerned about these bitches like okay whatever the fuck you can say whatever you want about me but about my betrothed keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth Aegon cannot keep his mouth shut and starts things once again by telling Bela if your husband does not satisfy you then you know where to find me this causes jace to be upset and instead of taking the moment to devolve into pettiness once again he has enough respect for his house and his grandsire to raise a toast instead to both aemon and Aegon saying i don't know you well but i'm looking forward to getting to know each other as family and it forces Aegon to be like here here 
<laughs> I don't know though. They're that fucking close. How y'all not hear what he's saying? Amen. The entire time looks like he's ready to pop off at any moment. Like say the fucking word. Payback is a bitch though because Helena stands up and says, "I would like to toast Bela and Reina." on their engagements you know sex is not so bad he uh shows up drunk and it's hor- <laughs> she just was dragging the shit out of him to his face she also made a comment right as the com as the camera turned to Eamon and said a monster under the floorboards what did you say chase asked helena to dance because clearly she needs some joy in her life that her husband is not providing and it was put on full blast in front of the whole family he is offended at this but he doesn't say or do anything even though amen's like oh just 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 give me the word give me the word everyone else like the adults they've gotten over it they've like this like we said our things we done but it's the children that are tense and hateful on both sides of the room Bela and Raina just look uncomfortable Bela or Raina looks way too way way older than Luceris but she seemed pretty happy with her match Viserys leaves because he's in too much pain but he leaves his family like his last memory with his family is one of joy and as if he did accomplish something unfortunately as soon as he leaves the room now i gotta say because we do blame a lot on allison's children but look what the fuck was you thinking what what, what the what, why would you bring them bring out a pig and you thought that was the moment to start actually trying to joan on the most savage looking badass at this table beside your stepfather what is your thought process other than you thought you could get away with it and then you found out very quickly you couldn't because Eamon decides to incite the fight by saying i like a toast to the strong boys daddy chill (laughs) this of course makes luke and jace very angry to defend themselves allison tries to say stop it but we all know that you ain't got no control over your children and they start to fight i will say i did not expect laceris to take his head and slam it (laughs) hey god you ain't worth shit (laughs) and amen immediately went after jace thinking okay you can handle the younger one of course can't you and they start to come to blows and allison is displeased telling them to stop why would you say that why not right here come on man after exactly what we tried to do why you fuck this up and then damon steps in to defuse the situation and his boys go to bed and amen gives him a look and a grunt that sounded just like him because he was like hmm he walked away hmm It's like you know what i ain't gonna challenge you uncle whatever the fuck you are to me i guess it is uncle 
I'm not gonna challenge you, Uncle, but no. It's only because I respect you. <laughs> so he walks away. And Renera says, I think we're gonna go back to Dragonstone. And Allison's devastated. She's like, No, but you just got here. And she reaches out, grabs her arm, and you can see Renera taking that in, like, yeah, we it has been too long, hasn't it? There is so much that we can exchange with each other that like they were so ready to repair that relationship it's not even funny and it is really sad because she really wanted her to stay and she says okay well i'll just drop the boys off at dragonstone and then i'll come back and that is the plan that is how the evening was left even though otto totally was not not down when he saw that what the fuck is wrong with you but even he enjoyed the merriment even though he made that weird comment talking about good job when helena made that maybe <laughs> you know what I, I bet any amount of money despite what they're trying to do they're just like we don't really give a fuck about Aegon. <laughs> like drag him good job good job you dragged the shit out of him in front of everybody that is where it would have left it would have been done she would have came back they probably would have worked on their relationship maybe even start letting her in on some politics starting to set up this thing called the transition of power but unfortunately viserys is uh is in the throes of a delusion allison comes in and she's ready to give him his milk of poppy it's almost as if he's become her ward in a lot of ways because she's like good job that's exactly what you do when you're taking care of someone who's sickly you know you're trying to encourage them and then this motherfucker starts talking about Aegon the Conqueror's dream about you have to unite the kingdom it's the prophecy he's already told her and for her ears alone I have to make things right now she probably is thinking about that memory when she was right at the fire with Viserys and he was telling her about this and he was wondering oh my god did i make a mistake should i have named aegon the conqueror as it should oh no i didn't do that here's me telling you it's you you've got to do what you need to do and she kept asking aegon aegon the conqueror i saw a few people uh very quickly because i scrolled through very quickly <laughs> through some of the the tumblr comments when I'm looking for gifts instead, because I was looking for gifts of Reyna, Bela, and Rainus. Uh I saw one person say, Well, you just heard what you wanted to hear because that helped your your she heard what she wanted to hear because it, it was already supportive of the narrative she was saying. But I don't everything in this episode has not led me to come to that conclusion. If you want to feel that way you can but i think with the evidence being presented i would make a better argument that that was not what at all she was trying to hear what she wanted to hear you have to also put in mind she has dedicated the best years of her life to this man and she's always deferred to him as we've seen with the that's why i said that honor coming into play when it comes to your husband even if you disagree with what they want you to do and here's Allison being put in that same position as Rainus. I think that's what people love 
about the renair and damon relationship is that she's the dominant he's the submissive and for the modernized woman oh that's that's attractive that's an attractive thing right that's another bonus point in their area whereas allison is more representative of the the baby boomers the woman that came before all of this you know feminist movement that actually had movement past just getting the right to vote uh but even now we it's still a struggle with current decisions and so of course there's a more resentment and anger and disgust towards that mindset of the idolized woman but it is a reality it's been woman's reality for longer than it sure shit this other modernized version that we're all praising so heavily it's great and wonderful and everything but i do think that in this moment she's true to form she's true to form she hears that uh she believes that he's referring to their son because why wouldn't you think they're referring to their son uh it plays into what she's already known about Aegon. he doesn't mention renera at all it's a it's a miscommunication some it's something that you left someone with and not only that it's the last words you ever saw or said to that man so not only do you gonna have grief but you're gonna have responsibility uh you're gonna want to maintain what you believe is his legacy and his legacy in his last breaths gas of life his last 24 hours on this earth was everybody reconcile i need to fix what i fucked up i'm telling you about uh this dream that i had about the world uh i can't remember the exact words but it, it was like fire and ice she doesn't really understand all of it but she certainly got the point across where he gave it to her which is Aegon, our son it is you reunite the kingdoms to avoid chaos that is going to be the the last request of her husband and i like that they finally gave the green something in which one can definitively look at for their actions particularly allison's going forward because i can't imagine how much of a we talk about the weight that renera was feeling she might she probably feels the exact same weight especially when she walks away and she or she says okay i get it i understand i will do what you asked me to do and i think that that was in that's probably also been a moment she's been waiting on there now i can't take away that that's probably true she probably thought he's never going to to do the i wouldn't even say it but the 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 better thing for the realm for the subjects based on the rules that are put out before for the and so yeah of course she's going to take that as her next crusade especially in absence of having nothing else in that void nothing Aegon's or no Allison's lady in waiting Taylor Tyla we saw her when she was coming into the room and 
Laris shut up when she came in. Like, uh uh-uh, I don't talk when bitches are around. Turns out that she is secretly working with Masaria. Uh, talk about a disappointment of a character. Every time I see her, I'm just like, ugh, you're so blatantly obvious. She's done well for herself, but she's clearly, clearly spying, and it's not for not for the greens and we know that she was damon's former mistress so maybe she got what she needed from them and may feel the need to pass on information that is going to conclude our episode we will have a small spoiler section but for now let's hit the feedback feedback for house of the dragon episode eight um i i don't even know where to start this shit is just continuously getting messy and messy and uh so and i'm very curious to know how many fucking kids is renera gonna have because as of right now she already has the three strong boys and now she's pregnant and then there's two kids that i saw her introduce to her dad aegon like why the fuck are you gonna name another child of the same generation aegon like isn't your brother named aegon but okay whatever and then we have viserys okay get it he's fucking a ghost of a human being at this point so I get the, the, you know, the homage to your dad. But, so she has all boys and she's on her, her sixth child. Well, I guess we don't know if the sixth child is going to be a boy, but five boys. And the name. I uh, honestly don't understand what the fuck. <laughs> and then, like, I don't know. I guess Damon didn't. I didn't hate him in this episode, but I also don't feel like he did much. Like, I shouldn't say did much. He didn't say much. So that might have had something to do with it. He was opposed to, you know, the way they were treating uh, Viserys all hopped up on Poppy. But I can tell you, as a person in healthcare and a person who's taking care of patients that were dying, literally dying, it is hard to listen to because they can't talk to you and tell you that they're in pain. Because even when they are verbal, they are confused and they say they're not in pain, but you're sitting there looking at them howling and moaning and groaning. And it's like, I can't believe that you're not in pain. You look miserable. And usually when people have um, a, like, a, like a death sentence, it's usually because of something that traditionally would be painful. Like you can't, you can't tell me like looking at Viserys, I can tell you from personal experience that when people are dying, they stink. And he looks like his body is rotten. Like he, the smell that I can't even, I can't even explain to you what it, like the way he looks with smell. Like if you've never been around a person that's dying, if you've never cared for them or been around them for, you know, hours on end, then it's, it's a smell I can't explain to you. But death has a smell. When people are dying, and it's an ongoing thing like he is a fucking walking corpse 
the fact that he was able to make it all the way from wherever the fuck they keep him to the throne room and sit down on the throne is a fucking miracle he should not have physically been able to do that because he looks like he doesn't have any fucking body left he's probably literally just in and bones like the way his body was like rotten and like half his face was gone i don't know what the fuck he has like i don't know if it started from that infection that he got from sitting on the iron throne but his body looked awful i felt so bad for those poor babies like they're probably fucking petrified he's scaring the shit out of me and i'm a grown-ass person who's literally seen dead bodies like i can't even imagine those poor babies being around him and i'm telling you in the smell there's no way <laughs> Whew. so i but i understand if you don't know how someone how it looks or feels caring for someone that's dying i can understand you you know i've even had to explain this to patients families like yes i'm giving them medication and yes they're sleeping or they're not making any noise it's like but i cannot give it to them and show you what what it looks like because you're gonna feel it it seems like you're being tortured like would you rather them be quiet and not speak or not like the only thing coming out of their mouth are moans because when people get to that point where they can't tell you it's my job to use observational skills and my critical thinking to medicate them properly it's like i understand you're like they're not doing anything right now but the alternative is them moaning and groaning and like you can't even touch them without them screaming in pain they're not talking the only thing that's coming out of their mouth are painful moans and groans like that's that's the alternative so but i i get it it's something i've i've dealt with my entire career so i get where damon was coming from but i also understand what allison is coming from now i'm not saying that they're not taking advantage of the fact that he's fucking all hopped up on drugs because i feel like the fact that her daddy has the audacity to sit his dusty ass butt on the fucking iron throne like i fucking gasped like the fucking audacity how fucking dare you you should have got yourself a chair to sit beside the iron throne but for you to sit your raggedy dusty crusty ass butt on the iron throne you are speaking for the king bitch you're not the king and that shit for me if i was Rhaenyra, i would have lost all of my shit i feel like she'd be getting so fucking worked up about the wrong things like bitch you know goddamn well to make them that man's fucking children that's what you should be doing is teaching your children how to start throwing some shade like learn how to drag folks or learn how to fight because they clearly gonna be fighting this battle for their whole lives because we know everybody fucking knows that that's not their that's that that leonard uh what what's their last name he's not he is not the child that you say he is his last name is not um i don't know i already forgot fucking it's i'm I, I can't remember i'm just i'm still angry about the dusty ass booty being on the fucking iron throne like that shit still got me mad <laughs> i can't think of valerian <laughs> there it is it's like he got me all fucking twisted in the mind because i can't can't believe he set his old ass dusty ass on the fucking iron throne <laughs> like that shit still makes me angry but anyway um so like i was saying damon didn't really particularly upset me too much but he didn't really do like he didn't say much um uh, the only sentence i distinctly remember him saying was about you know the being um 
you know, drugged up. And then he told dude he could keep his tongue after he promptly chopped his fucking head in half. Which, I'm not saying it was right. But I'm saying that I feel like dude, old dude made a decision. Like, at that point, he didn't have nothing to lose. So he was like, you know what? I'm going to take my chances. Like, he said, fuck it. And he said everything he was thinking. And he said the shit out loud. And everybody else was saying behind Renera's back and behind, uh, you know, behind closed doors. I mean, he went out like a G. It's fucked up, though. And I think the person I feel the worst for is Princess uh, Rhaenyris, um, you know, because she literally lost, she's lost everybody. And I feel like at this point, her holding up her son, her husband's, you know, wishes, he literally said, nobody cares about blood. People only care about names and history. And that's really all he cared about. And he made it known. And I appreciate that she went ahead and said, you know, his wishes were always this. And she honored it. And I, for one, am rooting for her from now on. Like, I want her to not have any more pain. Like, everybody around her keeps dying. And that that got to take a toll on you. Um, I feel like if anybody were to lose their shit and go crazy with loneliness and despair and depression, it would be her. Um, and now since her granddaughter is engaged she's going to be married off and i i fear that if you know if lucas doesn't move in with her she's going to be lonely and that's going to be the end of her and i don't want that because she's probably the only person in this fucking shitty messy ass fucking family that i don't dislike because even right now lucas and uh luke and jace need an ass whooping um I feel like at this point I might as well move on to the to the kids because I know um Edmond I I think it's that's how you say it. I'm I'm Edmund this is the second son I, I'm gonna call him Patch because he don't look like Malfoy anymore he actually kind of looks like the actor that plays fucking uh Damon which is weird but anyway, he doesn't look like Draco Malfoy anymore, so I can't call him that. I'm gonna call him Eye Patch. Um, but I'm I, I know he's not supposed to be like I'm. I know I'm not supposed to like him because he's supposed to be like somewhat of a villain because that's the way they're playing him. But I think I think I might be he might be my favorite. <laughs> I don't know what it was. It was just something about how. Him getting that dragon, losing his eyes, turned that motherfucker into a badass. And I'm kind of here for it. <laughs> I don't know how the tides turn, but I kind of want him to be king. Because his brother is a rapist and a drunken piece of shit. And he's married to his sister. And that shit's gross. She seems to be content with her life. She makes the best of it and I ain't even mad at her. I'm kind of proud that she's doing what she needs to do. And she ain't bothered by her fucking shitty ass family. She's probably the only, like, because she's in her own head and she's ditzy, she kind of is like Luna, Lovejoy, and Harry Potter. She's somewhat of a good person. <laughs> Even though, you know, you know, she has premonitions and she probably, she probably know a lot of shit. And because she knows shit, shit don't surprise her. She's probably just living her life, keeping her peace taking care of her child you know whatever but um Aegon is so shitty and 
Allison is shitty for allowing that girl to think that I mean I guess in in these kinds of times she might maybe she wasn't even being maybe she wasn't wrong maybe she was telling the truth but when I was listening to her being like I believe you that you know basically my son raped you but other people won't they'll think you did this on purpose they think you threw yourself at him you were in his chambers by by yourself even though it sounds like that's a part of her job but whatever and he was so drunk and so fucking oblivious that I don't even think he understand the detriment of what he did to that poor girl and then Allison at least gave her you know something you know gave her a bag of money and some you know I guess morning after potion and then she really had the audacity at the end of this episode to be like oh yeah Viserys wants Aegon to be king no bitch if you gonna pick any of your children it shouldn't be fucking him he ain't prepared to be king he's fucking garbage Darren and I had got into a debate about him saying that Aegon is uh worse than Joffrey I was like as a human being yes joffrey was the worst and this is a game of thrones reference so i do apologize to you shy but joffrey was fucking i've never i mean in all of my years of watching tv i've never disliked a fucking character more than i disliked him like i when i wanted him to die and i wanted to be horrible i hated that kid but i will say one thing cersei did that i don't even think fucking allison is even capable of is she prepared like she prepared him to be king he was an arrogant selfish prick but he knew what like he was under like he knew what his job title was supposed to be i think he took it to the extreme and he used his powers for the wrong but at least he understood like he knew he was you know the prince and he knew he was entitled to the throne and he knew like they had him like sitting in on like the you know the plans or whatever so i feel like joffrey was terrible but at least his he was somewhat prepared for his job title i'm not talking about him as a person i'm talking about him in preparation to be the king i feel like Aegon, even though allison seems to be trying to get him prepared he just he keeps he's just fucking terrible and darren was like well he never wanted the the title i don't think anybody wants the title like it's something that that a lot of people resent like but that's still your fucking duty and like we should have known seeing his ass jacking off in the fucking window that he was going to be trashed and he just progressively keeps getting fucking worse and she really is okay with this motherfucker being like i know how succession works your son your eldest son is entitled to the throne but right now Rhaenyra Rhaenyra is the heir to the throne per her father so maybe we ought to be like you need to get a king that's gonna like a a candidate that's gonna be good for the realm if you're gonna put that up there just because the firstborn is entitled I don't know how I don't even know if this is possible but I'm I feel like her second son is like the way he like he's clearly been training he's clearly been studying like like the way he was going in with that sword as soon as his fucking nephew saw him they were like well shit i was like and that's the thing that i want to jump on real quick at that dinner because the way he did that toast he was throwing 
that's the kind of shade I like to hear. You know what I'm saying? Subtle, but runs deep. Subtle, but it get, it's so subtle and petty that it pisses them off. And that's exactly what happened. So much so that the, the Strong Brothers forgot that they couldn't fight. Y'all knew y'all was going to get your ass whooped. Y'all saw him over there fighting with Kurt, Sir Christian Cole. You knew he was going to fuck you up. What the fuck is wrong with y'all? Did y'all forget that quick? Um, and I feel like he, he saw the whole thing going down when they were toasting and everything. He was just sitting there chilling. But it wasn't until Lucas, I think, pretty, yep, because uh, Jace was dancing with uh, his aunt. <laughs> so it wasn't until Lucas was looking at him smirking. And I don't know what the smirk was all about. I don't know if he was even intending to do anything. I know when I saw them interact, I was like, is this the first time they've seen each other since they took that boy's eye? Probably. And maybe that's what J- Lucas was thinking about. I don't know. But I- I'm going to call him Ed- Edmund because that's what it that's how it looks. It looks like Edmund with an A. Um, but he was just chilling. And I think he was like, OK, <laughs> I got something for you. I got something for both y'all asses. And then they promptly got their ass whooped. And I'm and this is like I, and, and this is a thing that makes me so angry. I think after seeing everything play out and and why Renera irks my asshole so much and I and I couldn't place it until this and in listening to the podcast listen to Prithenia and then listening to you Christina I get it now she was so busy chasing fucking dick that she didn't even really sit her kids down and explain to them like I feel like as soon as she made a choice to tell her eldest son jace that it doesn't matter if leonard's your dad you're a targaryen that's all that matters so she basically told him the truth and then when she heard them being bastard being thrown around what she should have done was taking it like listen i need y'all to understand something and be like look this is a battle y'all gonna have to fight and I want you to never let these bitches get you mad because the only reason that they gonna get you mad is because you know it's true and you fighting because you're mad about it fuck them I'm the I'm about to be the fucking queen of this whole fucking nation and you are my heirs it doesn't matter what they say don't let them get you angry and that's what she should have taught them y'all gonna be fighting this whole fucking battle your entire lives because people are trying to get under your skin and they're trying to take your throne you don't need you don't need to fight for anything because you already got it and i think if she'd have took time to explain that to them instead of chasing fucking dick all of the goddamn time or being so quick to to argue like hey they're calling my kids illegitimate bitch yes they are like why don't you pick another battle one that you can win why don't you do more to be an asset to the realm like why are you fighting so hard to to make sure everyone fucking knows that you're not that your kids are are legit when we all fucking know that they're not you know your husband knew fucking the entire fucking nation it's clear that your dad fucking knows too it's the truth and I feel like if she did instill that into them and maybe had them fucking learn how to fight also if y'all like since the incident with the fucking losing an eye you think they would be taking some fight classes (laughs) i just for the life of me i don't understand her i just don't get why she she's like this um i think that's really my biggest 
like irritation with her and why I cannot get behind her. I'll never be team Damon and Renera. That's just never going to happen. But I, I do appreciate the marriage between the cousins. And only because like it's clearly they're going to be married to each other no matter what. Like they go marry family members. At least these cousins like each other and they somewhat grew up with each other. Um, I don't know. Like I'm hoping this is the last time jump being six years. So what is like there? What Renera is what? 33. She's in her 30s. Okay her kids are about to be old enough to to start you know doing you know king shit so you know and now that there's no way Viserys isn't dead that motherfucker gotta be if croaked I think because usually right before someone dies they have a moment of clarity and his clarity was trying to make sure that they knew that that uh Driftmark goes to Lucas that's his birthright that's his Corliss is dead there's no fucking way that he got slit in the throat with a fucking sword fell into the ocean and he's gonna live he if he has a fever he has a fucking he has he probably septic and they didn't have antibiotics back then or the ability to fucking give someone replacement blood maybe they did I don't fucking know when that was but I do know they didn't have antibiotics back then they didn't have herbs so maybe they had something that was similar but I know that by the time they fucking get rid of that infection he didn't already bled out so that that motherfucker's dead I'm sad because it sounds like uh princess uh Rhaenerys didn't even she hadn't even seen her husband in six years because he'd been out fighting so that sucks and then now she didn't lost her you know brother-in-law I I think for everybody out of here I feel the worst for her (laughs) I I I feel for her so much um I look forward to seeing where Allison and um her dad go from here because it's clear that the battle is going to begin and the realm's going to be split I'm hoping it's not it's only two splits between you know Rhaenyra who is the the heir to the throne and then the the rightful heir so to speak is Aegon I don't want Aegon to be king but I also don't want Rhaenyra to be queen so I don't know where that leaves me (laughs) but I mean I I guess at this point I'm just sitting back eating popcorn watching the shit unfold because it's just messy it's all kinds of fucking messy for absolutely no reason um, and I, I just want to end it with, I hope that the toast during dinner was sincere, um, because that was all King, uh, Ver- Viserys wanted and his life is clearly at an end because you can't look like that and expect to be alive much longer. Um, so, you know, let the war begin. Um, I did read somewhere saying that the last episode is not going to end with the, shoot i forgot what you said you you were talking you said something about it was dragon i can't remember you said that you thought it was going to end on something about something the the last dance of the dragon or something something to that effect and i and i saw an article that said it was not i was trying to forward it to you and then like i hit a button and it didn't go and when i went back to google it was gone sometimes shit pop back up randomly for google if i see it again i'll send it to you 
and you can let me know um I don't know when you're gonna send this but um I think I've rambled on enough if I forgot something I'm sure I'll just send it to you in you know offline so until next time love peace hair grease and black girl magic queen of the couch be me out thank you queen Mimi for your thoughts on the episode I agree completely with what you said about Renera and her not really preparing her children for the stigma that is going to follow them the rest of their lives which is why I still wonder why Viserys didn't legitimize them why do I keep saying that I know why (laughs) it's just one of those things where you could have taken that out of the equation but you would have had to sacrifice something else and maybe maybe that should have been put to Renera, and then she had to choose like if you want to keep being queen that's the problem everyone wanted to have uh, that's a actually redundant statement but have their cake and eat it too you know they didn't want to actually that's where allison was coming from like where's the fucking sacrifice <laughs> everybody wants to just do what they want to do but that's just not what we do it's not how it's done so yes she definitely should have gotten them in the mindset but that's what i mean by i think sometimes uh we are a reflection of our parents even in the best and worst of ways because allison is now despite the fact that her son is not the best one for the job is willing to use her son or or is going to go after her what she believes her son's birthright to be birthright to be which is exactly what renera has been in it for renera has been so lenient upon and she's gotten nothing but the doting father that forgives all and she has taken that exact approach to her parenting well i'll just shield you from all of the bad shit and it's like no no (laughs) both of these are problematic and certainly yes amen made a straight dig but that is a dig that you're going to hear a lot and you have to be not ready to fight over that because as you stated absolutely 100 percent, you're giving them the rope to hang you with if you're not a bastard that shouldn't bother you if you are a bastard and just you know because i know someone say well they're just defending their honor yeah if they're outright called a bastard if they are just saying you're very strong that's a slight but that's a political slight and ones you have to learn to rise above especially from the position in which you are trying to because you're really in a lot of ways circumventing people who have a better claim to what you have and if you are going to do that we are going to promote that then you got to play your fucking part and play your role the i don't understand how they're not being taught damien's supposed to be this great warrior how is it that i feel like that the show is saying and not telling us that other than that one particular fight scene i know COVID probably cut down a lot of that shit however i i feel find it rather appalling how much they don't seem to be able to defend themselves and as stated it's like see go back to the original point you're coming from a position that's going to be 10 times harder than other people who don't have to prove it because you legitimately are what they are saying you are (laughs) uh i'm glad that you pointed that out uh i didn't even need to see the article but yes i now that this has happened i'm like oh okay we are gonna get to the dance we're gonna get to the dance and i'm going to enjoy that i think 
after the yeah after next week i think it's definitely gonna end where i thought it was gonna end this season uh the same thing with renera i agree with she's mad at the greens for taking power and yet she didn't do anything to retain her own power she doesn't even have like spies <laughs> she has done very little and that's where i i'm at with the characterization i don't hate her or love her but i certainly can't root for someone who can't even be bothered to put in the effort and earn what they they feel they rightfully deserve because knowing all of the traditions and actually owning the that's different and i think that's always been renair's issue when you even take it back to her childhood like yeah she can memorize what's in the book but (laughs) you know she rather kind of push that off because that's not really important to her not as important as other things like showing your prowess on a battlefield is where she is with damon uh, she'd rather be dragging writing than being cup bearer and getting all the tea and per you know she wasn't at that moment put that for that position but she certainly hasn't done much to to further her own aims uh the pig is what set him off it was a reminder like you know the pig came out and you know you had that one bad memory and while yeah it's a stretch to be like oh you're thinking about that one time you're bullied me if you've ever been bullied it ain't gonna take a lot to trigger you <laughs> and lasers over there having taken his eye and then thought it was okay to laugh at the reminder of that time that we bullied you no no you you need yeah if you were taught better you would know to not even play those fucking games because a you totally i was laughing when you said you would think they would start a fight that they can actually win because that is so true like what are y'all thinking what seriously what are you thinking uh yes it is subtle and they gotta they got to something to brush that off oh yeah they gotta learn to brush that off yes yeah that's like if you ever go into britain england like the cat the word the wordplay you know it's like everything that's said and not said and then you have to you know they, they have the rules of society and etiquette so if you are going to drag someone you have to do it within the boundaries that are set it's fucked up but that's the world yes joffrey was horrid i don't think anyone has come close to being joffrey but i will say when you say that no one prepared them i have to disagree i would say they had jamie they had the, they had their father who was the baratheon they also had jamie and then they had jamie's father i thought that otto was gonna come in and do something but apparently he owed entire too and, and that's why i said that they they've done more legwork with the blacks than they really did the greens and that's a shame because i i have no doubt with the person that otto is he wouldn't have done that i would expect him to say i i've done everything you father and I, uncle otto has ever told me so i think that while his mother yes cersei had a play in that she also had a lot more support in her corner that actually did more helena is a dreamer and it's funny because viserys always wanted to be a dreamer and this actually goes to the absentness of fathers and his clear favoritism for his daughter with ama is that here is someone exactly the way he is and yet he pays her absolutely no mind 
that has to be sad amen yeah he is a little bit of a badass like i know i shouldn't feel like but i felt he was doing his part until his brother started mouthing him and then you remember what allison said to Aegon when it's you up against anyone else you side with your brother and in that moment with his already distaste of not everyone at that table particularly the two bastards that he doesn't think should be there and usurping positions that he feels he and his brother should be in yeah i wouldn't try to start picking at that fight but yeah he does look super badass the actor playing him is a perfect match for Eamon. Ewan Mitchell, he's 20 years old, so old enough to say he's attractive, but young enough to not have any fantasies about it. I agree about Otto absolutely sitting on the groan. That, that, I forgot about that part, groan, the throne. That was, ugh, that was repulsive. Because in a lot of ways, despite what she's doing sitting on that throne, there's no debate that her father still has more authority in that room than she ever does and i think that's something that is subtly missed and lastly that old man smell is real my dad is only 65 and he ain't even that decrepit but he's getting to that that age where man you walk around him like stanky i gotta give him the orange soap as paramism parasimum parasimum whatever that soap i had a patient like that as well skippy he had basically the way that Viserys face was looking that was his thigh and I can assure you yeah that fucking like that being all over his body I'm surprised yeah no there's no one if you cared about him you would have given him milk of the poppy not even just objectively (laughs) if you were someone who genuinely was like yeah whatever my feelings are because she does say my love her love for him wherever that stems from is still love and I, I that's why the part where she cracked where she was like no on a personal level i would never let your father suffer like that because i do care about this man but the old man smell is real that's why i said the the what she what allison gives is so undervalued in the face of her flaws it's not to say her flaws absolutely should not be ignored because there's plenty of them She's not particularly strong suit with her mother or with her children um she could have definitely made a lot of different choices she could have accepted that offer of peace when it was offered there's a lot of things she could have done differently but the same could be said about Viserys the same could be said about a lot of these characters they're all flawed in their own ways but they still have good values about them that don't that don't i don't have this visceral hatred for anyone that i feel a lot of people do and i don't know maybe the reflection looking back at you you know you tend to hate the thing that is more at least i've heard this i think it's kind of true you hate the the more that you hate something uh rash especially if it's just characteristics in someone else it's those things that you hate most about yourself or you won't acknowledge about yourself and admit so you you take out all of that volatile anger on the the person that is more reflective Uh, it's almost kind of like the trope of you know if you're the more similar you are the more you can't stand each other because you can see the it's reflected back i feel like that's a lot of fans and i don't know what is going on in their childhoods but um i think that 
that's the same for all of the characters they have their all minute summer yes definitely taking more dramatic actions than the other there's still people that that say that allison cut her i still i watched that scene another 14 times that girl totally allowed herself to be to be mutilated (laughs) so you're not gonna sell me on that one i can acknowledge other fair points but i'm not gonna rewrite the story just to fit my narrative uh but yeah that's a sad state to see someone dying from whatever infection is going on with him i don't know i think it's just the necrosis is a representation of what is to come to a person who most wanted to avoid it i think it's far more poetic than it is like rationally being alive because he's just literally falling apart and that is going to conclude our podcast this week if you want to send feedback like or catch at gmail.com you can leave a comment below my social media will be there as well if you want to stick around around for spoilers this is your last chance to do out. spoilers 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 let's talk about reyna and bela really quickly is anyone else surprised reyna's still around in the story at this point i thought she would i think maybe at the beginning of the war she'll be sent off but they have made her less of a character than bela but i was a little surprised she was still around (laughs) um bela i'm really surprised they didn't make her the tomboy that i would expected her to be you know basically the only reason why she was betrothed to jace is because she was kissing all the boys in the yard (laughs) and she was a tomboy and she was a wrestler so i expected more of that especially with jace being like yeah i don't need you to defend me i thought that would be a really really good segue for that character and lean into the things that we didn't know about her but they don't seem to have that showcasing at all so that surprised me her being like little little finger being someone who is who has been trained under rainus to be politically savvy i appreciate that but what i liked about the twins in the story is that you had reyna being more of the politically glamorous one and then you had her sister being more of the warrior type and they complemented each other so very well that that when they needed to bring out whichever side you know that was beneficial i don't know but they are certainly the future of driftmark and they are putting that front and center which i do like let's talk about the other big big other than it changed it because i know a lot of people are gonna hear that in the books everyone believed that this was all fake i'm glad in the show they decided to not lean on that and make it a genuine effort by everyone involved with the exception of the children or Aegon, i should say but that's that's still going to be something people are going to jump onto well especially after the end of this episode because like i said people are rewriting shit and i think talking to other book readers the best thing is we're still rational <laughs> and we're, it's the same thing we're like yeah the 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 disproportion between the greens and the reds i mean they're both pretty fucking awful at one point and another just depends on where you are in the story but this whole like no absolute any any true spotlight on renera's flaws is a little bit irritating from a book reader's perspective because it's just i feel when jrr 
george rr R. martin came out he made it clear like there's no protagonist in this story that's not going to be it and i feel like the show is like well we're gonna make one and it's the most obvious choice and that's sad because it plays all into a lot of the 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 things that people are putting front and center as favorable traits in a world in which we are trying to bring attention to the flaws in those favorable traits and i am talking about the white privilege you know uh even going down to the blonde hair blue eyed uh the fact that the sexuality outside the show is different is not still within the context of what is being drawn in the show i think that's a very and, and it could be that i'm deeply looking into this matter more than i than others but i don't i think superficially on the on the surface that's exactly what they're more attracted to and thus the show is also pushing them in that direction and it's it's so unfair to the actress olivia cook or anyone that's and we really haven't had any of the actor or anyone from the greens to say like what is lord L- tylen lannister really done we haven't really had him we haven't really had master oilist there's a lot that's on the green council that are people that aren't horrible and just have a a have a different understanding of the world and they're just they're absolutely ignoring that and they continue to do so and it's it's my big gripe but let's talk about the elephant in the room called darian i saw last week next week's episode because i was like okay so she ain't pregnant and they have not mentioned darian and he is part of the story so how the fuck are they gonna put this in here and then they busted out Aegon. she's fucking the 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 kitchen staff or anyone that has a skirt i'm guessing that she's going to adopt this child and i think because she has such a disillusion with her one son she's gonna probably think maybe i could do better with this other little boy and save this mistake that he did and maybe i have a second chance with his son to make him better than the son i failed at and like i said with allison she has now lost the last true thing that she has that's even close to being decent in her life that she doesn't have a a severe amount of disappointment or shame in regards to and those are human feelings i know like i said the the negative attack for women feeling the things that they feel like i think that she loves her children i think it's harder for her to express that love because it comes from a place of being unloved and that is not something you're gonna fix overnight just because you realize it more often than night 970 percent of people who don't even who are who grow up with two decent parents but with their flaws still have their flaws and it doesn't come from any worse of a place so i think that me giving her that understanding is not at any way taken away but i think this would be a good way to if they want to to show a little bit more depth with the character and there are showing more depth with the character than they really are doing with Renera. i feel like she's very bland bland <laughs> she is the blandest character on the screen right now that's mainly because there's just not much going on other than i look much cooler and my my daemon is much cooler and (laughs) that is that's all that's really going in their favor and it's a love story and that's just the ones that i that feel less um 
that feel less offensive to me so darian i'm guessing is going to be adopted and that's how he's going to come in the story and it's going to be a lot of irony considering the feeling about bastards so the contradiction and hypocrisy there i'm sure it's going to get on a lot of people and i think that's going to be a very clear flaw but i also think that's exactly what everyone's issue is is personally when it comes to the personal man the things that we're willing to overlook for our children it's coming full circle and that is relevant more so relevant than examining or really tearing down people for being this humanly fucked up it's all fucked up but hey the kingdom loves them and that's also like if we would get a little bit more of that that would also show how much of a upward battle rodera continues to make for herself all right i think that's it other than it played out differently in the book i think all book readers in this section um i was okay with the change the whole thing with Vayman, him not in his tongue yeah that's all the same it's all i want to say yeah once again blackercouch at gmail.com until next time peace hair grease and blacker magic